Live from the Business Radio X studio, welcome to Time Well Spent with Julie Hullett, your source for inspiring stories of busy people who have made more time to do what they love. Now, here's your host, Julie Hullett. Well, welcome, everyone. I am so glad you could join us today. My guest is the fabulous Holly Deese, so you are in for a treat. She is the owner and publisher of Nashville Interiors Magazine. Holly studied magazine journalism at Columbia College and worked at the CS Modern Luxury and Chicago Magazines before she moved to Nashville in 2003. Welcome, Holly. I am so thrilled you took time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Well, thanks, Julie. I appreciate it. I'm sure um, you've already gotten like half a day's work done in by this time, so it's like midday, right? <laughs> yeah, nice, nice to take a break right now. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, thank you. Um, so you and I met at a small networking dinner that was so fun. And there were just, I think, eight of us and some really amazing women in the room. But at that point in time when I met you, I just felt this draw. Your energy is just amazing. What you put out there is so um welcoming and connecting. I'm kind of struggling for the right word, but I just felt really drawn to meet you and get to know you a little better. Um, You did then and still do strike me as a woman on a mission. And I've seen a lot that you've done. So um, let's let's just start with this because I want to get to time management and things like that. But what brought you to Nashville? Now, a month ago, I would have said because the weather's so much better. But since we had a Chicago winter this year, I don't think that's the case. So talk to Well, about. it's actually pretty funny because um, I'm a Chicago native and never thought I'd live anywhere else. But I had uh, visited Nashville once. I camped across the state with a boyfriend in college and thought, well, if I ever leave Chicago, Nashville seems like an all right place. Um, it was a really harsh winter that winter I decided to move to Nashville. So it was kind of weather driven, but, um, the weekend I moved to Nashville, there was like a blizzard and it was like, (laughs) there was eight inches, like the buses were stuck on the interstates and they kind of changed how they like dismissed schools because of it. And I was just kind of like, Oh, I guess, you know, it doesn't matter where you go, but no, yeah, it was definitely weather driven, but also, um, the, just the energy I got from being here and the people that lived here um, made it somewhere I felt safe to move from Chicago. So, yeah. And I, I was talking to one of my previous guests, who's an author about how I, I really believe that Nashville is so conducive to creative people. And that's in any art form you have, you know? Um, and I think definitely in your world uh, where you're, interfacing with so many different creative types. Now, when you came here, do I remember you were working for a newspaper? Yeah. So I um, was hired by the Tennessean over the phone. I had just, I decided, Hey, I'm going to move, set my resume out. And honestly, within a month, I was uh, working at the Tennessean living in a hotel on Murfreesboro road. I had no (laughs) car. I didn't realize like there was no transit here. So it was really just throw myself in and then get to work. But yeah, the Tennessean at the time was doing a um, magazine custom publication department and they hired me to be the writer. And that was 
20 years ago in March. So, wow, that's yeah. amazing. That's yep. amazing. So, you are raising two boys and two dogs. Yes. A freelance writing career. You are published in several publications and you own a magazine. So, you are a busy person, obviously. Yes, uh, I guess you could say that. And I always think I'm not any busier than anyone else, but um, I enjoy working. I enjoy um, what I do. So it's not like I feel, I mean, of course I feel stress and pressure of deadlines, but um, I'm motivated because I really care about the people I'm writing about. I care about um, the advertisers who partner with me on the magazine. And like you said, it's a creative town. And I feel like um, I'm kind of like a steward of ushering some of these creative stories out into the light and really documenting this moment in time in Nashville that is this like unprecedented growth post pandemic. We're here, we're writing about it. So it's, it means something. And, um, the creativity is what drives people to come here. And I think it's important to support it in whatever field we are, like that's the fabric of Nashville. So. Agreed. 100%. And for about 10 years, I felt like we were just kind of on warp speed. And I still think there's development, growth, and all those things. But it does feel like, to me, as someone who's been here a while, that it's sort of leveling out. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. And I think there's this um, this fear that Nashville's changing too fast, or we're going to forget who we are. But there's this like never-ending layer of community that when you're in it, you realize that's never going to go anywhere. And we're just kind of making room for more people in our community to help it grow. They see something in us. They are not here to, you know, make it worse. They're here to like thrive on that and build on it. And it's, uh, if we have that kind of open mindset, I think, you know, we can see that there is like a collaboration and kind of like a leveling off of, you know, there's, all right, we've got all this happening now. Now, what do we do with it? How do we make this better, you know? <laughs> yep, exactly. So with all those irons in the fire, um, what what is a typical day like for you? Um, so I, my alarm, I have an alarm that goes off at four. That's kind of just like a, hey, you're going to have to get up soon, alarm. And then the five o'clock alarm is the like real deal alarm. Uh, if my kids are here with me, that's, you know, get up, get them in the shower, breakfast, make lunch, all that stuff. I'm not a do it the night before kind of person on anything. <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, if they're not with me, it's emails, it's of course, laundry, you know, taking the dogs out daily stuff, but, um, email, I was just talking about, this is probably the biggest time consuming thing in my life because it's, of everything is a call to action. It's like, Hey, did you schedule this harpist for an event? Did you, here's the completed ad. There's so many different actions that need to be taken. And so it's not just like email. It's like a to-do list. Like that's my daily. All right, here's what we've got going on. And you know, it's, it's a lot, but um, you know, then there's days where I'll go into Nashville. I live in Gallatin. So I will uh, try and set meetings between 10 and two. So I'm not caught in all of the traffic as much as possible. And um, I also try as much as possible to schedule computer days, just because there are days where I'm writing articles, I'm doing interviews, I'm 
um, just trying to organize that part of the magazine. So, you know, every day is different, I guess, is what you could say. <laughs> Which is great, isn't it? I mean, that's what I like. I love it. Some days I'm, you know, doing physical labor, like manually moving boxes, you know, from a warehouse to a location, or I'm, you know, touring some of the most beautiful homes and spaces in Nashville, the high rises, the renovations. I mean, I get to see how almost every person lives and it really helps you understand where everyone's coming from amidst all this development, because you know, there are ranches, there are like tiny studios, there are, you know, the, the Bellmead homes. I mean, there's just such a wide variety. And so I love being able to be a part of all that. But then also I love to be in my sweats for two days straight <laughs> writing and eating chips and just like being like on deadline at my computer and like, no one can see me. Like no one should see me. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I think the publication is just beautiful. Uh, I mean, when it's something you don't want to throw away. And it's it is uh, another form of creative expression, how people see themselves and their living spaces and all that, you know, Have, give me a word to describe your surroundings at your house. Mm. Homey. Homey. Warm. OK. Um, I love vintage art. I love I love estate sales but I also love like velvet custom pieces. And so in the world that I live in now, it's so exciting to um, have access to some of the most amazing design ideas, see the most beautiful products, like meet artists. Like we profile artists in every issue. And I have a really great art collection of local artists now that I feel is something my kids will be able to have, you know, all of the stuff that, and this is a big part of the magazine. It's like all of the stuff that we surround ourselves really kind of tells our story. And Nashville is such a storytelling town. So this is just another part of how we tell our story. And, you know, people can collect weird things that no one's ever going to want when they're gone, but it makes them happy. And it, make, mm -hmm. it gives them some kind of, you know, when you see your stuff around you, you can remember your relatives. You can remember how you got it. There's just so much in how we live and what we surround ourselves with. And I'm really glad we're moving past the like gray walls, sell it for reset. Like, you know, everyone was so just subdued. And now I think after COVID people are just like, we're not waiting until the kids move out. We're getting the leathers couch. We're enjoying our space as much as possible now. So. Yeah. I, I agree with that hundred percent. And I refer to my space as my sanctuary because because I am surrounded by all those things and I do feel just so um, enclosed. It's like a big hug when I walk in the door and that that's how I want to feel. You know? Yes, absolutely. I want my um, my kids to feel like there's rugs and warm lighting. It's like um, all of these things. I mean, we all can remember the home we grew up in, good or bad. You know, those are some very visceral memories. And so to be able to create a space that you hope that, that they have good memories for is important or just for yourself. I mean, I'm at my home alone a lot and I like to feel like it's where I should be. And I don't want to feel uncomfortable in my own space. And, you know, I just, I think a lot of people are alone a lot. Sometimes you know, we're working from home We're, you know, even if we're, we have, you know, if we're, maybe we're single or not, 
there's just time and space where we're there by ourselves and it should be exactly how we want it to be. So. So there's kind of another twist on that. Um, I hear you saying you have alone time, but how do you really carve out Holly time when you're not working? When you or is work so much <clears throat> that is Holly time? So th- that is very much, I think, a great way to put it because work is so much of me. Like, I I don't want to say like, oh, I'm National Interiors, but it's like I've put so much into it. I was a freelance writer for the magazine when I left the newspaper to have my kids. That's how I got involved. It was I was writing for them, and then. I became owner and then I changed everything about it. And so it feels like this thing that I've created, but so working on it is like, it's all the things I love. So it is, I do probably work more than I should, but um, I think when you own a business, there's just no way around that. It's like your business is your livelihood. It's everything Um, you're supporting other people's livelihoods. So there's a pressure there to, to do that. But you know, I meet so many great people throughout my work, like, you know, like you or um, it just, it just, I'm at great restaurants, I'm at art galleries, like all that I found through my work, but that just becomes part of my life. So um, when I'm alone, I mean, if I'm at home relaxing, there's, you know, you know, there's time for that, but I really, um, I enjoy working and it's, um, it is just like kind of, that is my me time, I guess. That, that's probably okay. not very healthy. But <laughs> I always have a, a codependent relationship with the magazine because um, I really, I, I, I. It's hard to give up parts of it, you know, because you see it in a certain way. But it's also time to grow, and so you're always working on that. Like anyone who's got a business, how do I grow this year in a way that serves me, but also serves the business. And that's not an easy thing to hit, you know? Yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) The moving target. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. Um, So you mentioned restaurants. I'd like to know what your favorite two are right now, because it moves and changes every single day, right? Yes. One of my favorites is Ellington's inside the Fairlane Hotel. Um, there's just, not only is the food incredible, but when you get off the elevator, it's like, there's this hallway with like glass and it's just so clubby and beautiful. Like right when you walk in you're you know, like this is going to be great. And I love that first impression, like all the way through to the end of the meal. So Ellington's has been like a kind of like a returning favorite. And then, oh gosh. I'm going to one of my oldest favorites that I haven't been to in a long time, Vui's Thai Kitchen tomorrow with um, my friend Janet Kurtz, who's the publisher of In Focus magazine. So we used to work together in Germantown. We used to have our small businesses in the 100 Taylor Creative Arts building. And before the tornado, we would go to Vui's all the time. And of course, that's not there anymore. So we're going to a different one, but it's kind of like, uh, making time to have lunch with her, I guess it's like me time. Cause now that she's also publishing, we never get to see each other. And it's kind of crazy how lives can change so quickly every year. So it's, it's important, I think to, you know, 
keep up with the people that you've grown up with in Nashville along the way, because it's, it's, it is moving so fast. So. That's good. And then it is important to keep those relationships and have fun that you're revisiting a tradition like that, you know, yes, yes. Important too. Um, I do follow you on Instagram. So I know you and your boys are up to different activities all the time. So I'm just wondering how you, how, how you do everything and what are you not good at? I'd like to oh. know what you're not good at. Okay. I am not good at, I would say managing my time, but I don't think that's correct. I just think I have so much that I'm trying to manage, but um, replying to emails in a timely manner is definitely something I'm trying to be better at in 2023. Even if it's just a, Hey, I can't get to this right now. Please follow up with me. Um, it is not because I don't want to, it's almost because I want my response to be so thoughtful. I don't get to it. And then it's all of a sudden, it's just, uh, it blows up on me. But, um, in terms of like fitting it all in my kids, I incorporate them in a lot of what I do. Um, they'll go with me to like art shows now, especially that they're older. Um, I was just actually at Ellington's with my oldest son. Um, last week we went to a show at TPAC. Uh, we went and saw Les Mis, which was incredible. Um, but it's really, uh, you know, I think I get exposed to things that I'm then able to say, hey, I'd love to take my kids to this, or this would be something great for my family to do. And so it all kind of works together. I mean, enjoying Nashville right now is kind of exciting. And there's so many different ways to do that. So good. If you did have a little more free time and not emails, what would you do with it? And and I'm asking that question because in 2023, you've got this whole time ahead of you. And so what are some things you can do differently? And I'm asking that because I like to give my listeners tips and, you know, there's a lot of busy people out there. So what suggestions would you have? I definitely want to travel more. Um, I was, I didn't travel as like, like I've never been out of the country. I've never, um, yeah, I know. Like I really, I grew up in a uh, in the Midwest, big Catholic family. My dad was a trucker. So we never really um, took big vacations as a family. So I didn't fly on my first airplane until after I moved to Nashville. And I was working at the Tennessean. Um, and I went to Colorado to visit some friends. But so, um, you, you know, I'm not the best flyer because okay. I didn't have much experience with it. But um, so flying isn't the best. But I uh, took my kids to New York this summer for the first time. Um, you know, I'm coming out of a divorce. And so we didn't, you know, we did a lot of road trips. We never like flew or did things. So I'm trying to, uh, do things with my kids that I've put off and now it's like, Hey, let's just do this. And so, um, I don't know. I want to see Tennessee a little more. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been to different parts of it, but I'd love to like really get to know different small cities in the state. And then also, um, I'd like to do a girl's trip with my high school best friends. We all turned 45 within a month of each other this summer. So we um, have been best friends since we were 15. And so uh, all of our lives have really, you know, if you've got girlfriends you've known for 30 years, you've all been through some stuff. And so being able to, to make the time to connect with those people is important to me. 
I've never really made the time to do that. Like girls trips, sisters trips. I've always been too busy, I think, you know, with kids or work. But um, now that this time is available to me, I shouldn't just fill it with work. I should be filling it with that kind of stuff too. So um, delegating is one way to open up that time for yourself. I know that's difficult for a lot of people, especially if you don't have a lot of resources, but um, I have found ways to maximize my time. Like I, I record interviews, um, you know, years ago, I used to transcribe them myself. Now there's AI software that is actually very good at transcribing accurately. It's I've seen it kind of change over the years as it was kind of not good. Now that's, I can have an interview that's an hour long back to me within minutes and it's all transcribed. So finding ways that are like automated ways to save my time has been one way and one way I'm going to look into more. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know, I need to find an assistant. I thought about that, but it's also the stress of training somebody, you know, Julie, I'm sure you understand, like, it's almost easier to do things yourself than, um, but, or you find someone wonderful and then they're gone, you know, and that's also very hard too. So, um, finding, finding the right, right help for what I need, I think. Okay. Two points. Um, I definitely encourage you to do that girls trip this year. I'm going to, I'm going to check back with you and see where you're on it. You would enjoy that so much and probably so much from it. (laughs) We need it for sure. Yeah. And then I, I would just ask you to please contact Apple and talk to them about that transcribing that voice to text, you know, still isn't working for me. (laughs) Well, I don't use Apple products, actually. I still am an Android uh, PC kind of gal. But um, I, yeah, the voice to text, I don't know if that's just like some cruel joke they play on all of us because <laughs> it I makes did. me question my enunciation, my accents, everything. I'm like, who am I? <laughs> Who do yes, you think and I, I am? right. And I've had I've had some pretty tricky uh, missteps on that, and I've just learned I have to read it before I send it, or it could be trouble. <laughs> so. There has been a couple times I've sent some texts this year that I'm like, well, that wasn't to the right person, or I've gotten texts from that. Well, that wasn't meant for me, and you know, hopefully, we can all just let those things go into the universe, yeah. and you know, <laughs> forget about it when we see each other the next time. So, okay. Um, so I want to move on now to a lightning round, and I'm going to ask you a couple of questions or give you a couple of word association things, I guess. And then um, I've got a question at the end. Okay. okay. So um, coffee or tea? Coffee. Okay. Uh, mountains or beach? Mountains. And this one uh, is regarding a plane, aisle or window? Window. Okay, so you passed that part. All right, now here's a question for you. Um, and not to get dark, but in your eulogy, people can remember you by two things, only two. What are those two? Making them feel welcome. I think that's such a something I struggle with, not struggle with, but I also I'm very conscious of it. I want people to always feel comfortable around me and an event I'm having or my home. Um, because I think we've all felt uncomfortable and that's just not a great feeling. So, and, um, what else that I was giving and, uh, cared, like I really, um, I do feel we're here for a very, you know, a set amount of time and what people say about us when we gone is probably, 
you know, that, that's, that's what lasts, right? You know, I think when they say you die twice, you die when you die, and then you die when the last person stops talking about you. And so it's like, you want to leave a legacy of something worth talking about. And I hope that that's like in my actions and not just like what I've left paper wise, you know, behind. So. Well, that's beautifully said. Thank you. (laughs) Very nice. Um, Okay. To wrap up now, Holly, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? uh, And where can they get a copy of Nashville Interiors? Okay. Um, You know, my Instagram, my personal Instagram is a great way to connect with me. I'll usually then say, Hey, can you email me? Cause my, you know, there's so many ways to connect, but that is just like an easy instant way. And that's just Holly Deese um, on Instagram. Okay. And uh, Holly is H O L L I E and then D E E S E. Correct. Okay. And, um, and what was the second part? Uh, where can they get Nashville and Oh, so we distribute at 350 locations around middle Tennessee. Uh, we are, you know, if you're looking for like us, like the Nashville Design Collective, uh, any basically home retail, West Elm, Mitchell, Bob Williams, those kinds of places. But they can also message me, and I'll just say what part of town are you in, and I'll I do a lot of the distribution myself because I love going out to connect with the people and hear what they're saying. There's a lot of places opening and closing, and so I'll know pretty immediately where are close places that probably has some. So, um, but yeah, and it's on our website too, which just relaunched yesterday, nationalinteriors.com. We've been working on it. That's been a labor of love. So check out the new website and um, you can find locations there too. Excellent. Well, thank you again for being with me today. I just so enjoyed our conversation and I appreciate all you're doing for Nashville. Thank you very oh, much. Same to you. I really felt connected to you as well. And I love that we have continued this relationship and hope to see you again really soon. Yes. Put me on your list, please. Yes. Okay. Thank you again. And thank you all for listening. If you have questions about the podcast, please connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I answer all messages. Thanks again, and we will see you soon. And now here's a tip from time well spent. While we may have been raised to believe money is our most valuable resource, the truth is it's not. Time is our most valuable resource, and it's also the scarcest. Before you opt out of hiring a professional for your next project, consider how much your time is worth. Is taking on that tricky do-it-yourself project worth missing your child's first soccer game? Is saving a few bucks to change your own oil really worth it? Or would you rather spend that time visiting your parents? Do you really want to spend that time installing that light fixture? Or would you rather have lunch with your lifelong friends? When we start to realize how valuable our own time is, we start to live a fuller and happier life. Thanks for tuning in to Time Well Spent with Julie Hullett. This show is brought to you by Julie Hullett Concierge, LLC, a personal concierge service in Nashville, Tennessee. Learn more at juliehullett.com.